In the fourth quarter, we talked about uh, Russell and Edwards earlier. Russell hit four threes in the fourth, and Edwards got one, and uh, defensively, they just couldn't stop them. No, this was uh, this was tough. This was, a, you know, a pretty uh, dejecting loss for the Raptors, and for a number of reasons. For the first three quarters, Tatman, I was, I was ready to commend the Raptors and say, you know, I know Minnesota was shooting the ball well, but um, regardless, I thought the Raptors had control of the game. And uh, one thing I know about this game, it's hard to maintain a lead. And you could see the Raptors had a 10-point lead for the majority of the game. And then the fourth quarter came, and all that changed. And I'm not too, too sure what the exact run was, but I tried to count it. And I think it was 27-2 to two, uh, you know, in the nine-minute mark and five, five turnovers uh, in that fourth quarter. So Raptors had 109 points after three quarters and still somehow lost this basketball game. And that... Um, you know, watching, it, it's it's really, really tough because even when they do things right, even when they're trending in the right direction, even when they play well for three quarters, there's still this this hanging, I don't know what you know what to what to give it or the or the name to call it, but I can just I can just tell you that there's like still a chance that the team could lose. And that's exactly what we saw here today. We saw a team that played yesterday that had a loss. Uh, in Denver, come come you know come home, get outplayed for three quarters, and find a way to win. And that's that's the you know that's the new NBA where I know and you know any team can go ahead and win a basketball game. But at the same time, um, you would expect a team like the Raptors, who you know have veterans, who have presence, who who know how to win in this league, lose a game like this. And it's you know it's like I said, man, it's dejecting because. You every time they they look as though they might be taking a few steps forward, this is what happens, and then we're back at square one. And square one is you know coming home after a loss. And th- like I said, the in- players, coaching staff, all of them head down walking into the tunnel. That's not a good sight. Not a good sight. Not right now. No, not at all. And Javon, you know your piece on TSN.ca, and I know you said it earlier tonight in the pregame. Uh, they really can't take any minutes off, and and that was probably the case in the fourth quarter right yeah um you're right this one's a deflating one and to that point it, it it's the reality right it was the elephant in the room at first and now the cat is really out the bag and this this team is they're just not good enough to take quarters off they're not good enough to take players or possessions off and tonight is a perfect example of that right you played three quarters of really good basketball you shot the lights out offensively you were you were clicking and then one quarter just, just you know, turns things around, right? And I, and I thought, you know, as well as they were playing offensively, they allowed this Minnesota team to, to just hang around. I believe I said it to Jonesy in maybe the second quarter that you can't allow that, especially for a home team, because they can, you can get hot at any point. And I thought maybe it would have been Ann Edwards that, that would have gotten hot, but it ended up being D'Angelo Russell, right? 25 points, 8 for 15 from the floor, 5 for 10, and more importantly, you know, 16 points in the fourth quarter. Right. So you've got to you've got to find ways to get key stops at key moments. Right. Especially if you're clicking. And I'm, I'm from the school of you've, you've got to put points on the board. You've got to outscore your opponent. And they did that tonight. It wasn't a matter of, you know, lack of lack of shooting or lack of scoring or lack thereof. But just didn't get key stops in that fourth quarter. I thought the offense really got stagnant and got to some really terrible one on one play. Um, and the quality of the shots were, were, were very poor, which led to, to Minnesota getting out, um, getting some easy ones, five turnovers to the Raptors in that fourth quarter as well, which, which really hurt. Yeah, I, I mean, 
listen, a lot a lot is going to be made of the fourth quarter or even some of those final possessions. Like, I thought OG Ananobi had a couple really good looks that ultimately could have won the game towards the end. But I, I, I need to zoom out and look at the defensive performance tonight for the Raptors. And for me, it wasn't just the fourth quarter. Like, as, as great as the Raptors' offense was through three quarters, when you're playing like they they did defensively through most of this game like you're playing with fire and we've seen it now time and time again we, we talked before the game about the last five games and now it's the last six games where you're giving up 120 plus points in this case almost 130 which would have matched what they gave up in Milwaukee the other night to below average offensive teams in the case of the last two games below average offensive teams that are missing multiple starters and some of their best players so I, I, the Raptors certainly play well enough to win this game, but when you defend the way that they're defending right now, and it's not just tonight, it's over the last couple weeks, when you're defending like this, the margin for error is really, really small, and that's why those stretches like the ones we've seen here in the fourth quarter, almost five minutes without a field goal, those stretches really hurt you when you're not defending the way that you need to be defending. You know, it's. Uh, you, I, I agree with everything that's been said here. Uh, the, you know, if you, if you take the last uh, half of the, the fourth quarter, that that segment there where they're it's just not working. I mean, that that's a that's a component of a lot of Raptor games. It usually happens earlier, and then they have trouble getting out of that. But it's just, you know, I go back to Javon's point. I mean, they really can't take any time off in any game. And I don't know. I mean, that that's a tough spot for a team to be in, Warren. I mean, it's just there's no leeway there, is there? No, I mean they. You got to do it for a full forty-eight minutes. Yeah, that's like Javon will tell you the same thing. It doesn't matter where you know, like what level you're playing at. If you're gonna play basketball at any level, any competitive level, you you really can't afford to take a possession off, especially if your team isn't that great. The Raptors are six and fifteen, you know, on the road. So that just goes to show you, you know, yeah. they really don't have um, any room or any margin, you know, for error. And I, I do think offensively. You know, like you, you, you need to score, but at the same time, if you're going to get into a game where you know you're trading baskets, because sometimes that does happen and it does make the game exciting. I think the Raptors, what they shot over 50% from three and two. The problem was yep. Minnesota was in a groove as well, mm -hmm. right? There, you know, they end up making shots too, and it just happens that the Raptors stopped. They started taking more, you know, isolated shots. For some reason, Pascal Siakam. Uh, his numbers and and production offensively in terms of the the shot selection have have started to dwindle a little bit. And we've seen Scotty, you know, pick things up. They're they're all not playing well at the same exact time, and that's my point. And I feel like it's affecting, um, you know, their offensive production. They look better offensively, but not as good defensively. So um, there's you know there's a lot to figure out here with this group. I like I said, I think this loss more than any is probably the most dejected because we usually see them struggle in the first not the fourth, right? We usually see them have a, you know, some sort yeah. of ghost quarter. But a game like this where you think everything's clicking and you still can't pull it out, if I was in that locker room right now, and I'm, you know, I'm, sure, I'm sure Javon will agree with me, you know, um, I, would, I would feel a way right now as, you know, as a player. Like, yep. what else do we have to do to kind of win a basketball game, you know, and win, and, you know, win multiple? You know, if we play poorly, we come back and we lose. We yep. play great. Right, but yet we can't finish the game. Yeah, right, absolutely. You know? So, yeah, I, I think you know to add to that one, and I'm just here thinking as well. Just obviously being in some of those locker rooms, myself and and yourself as well. It's like 
at the end of the day, when, when we see this, this, this fourth quarter crumble, and I know, Josh, you mentioned the, you know, the, the full duration of the game, but for me, when you see this, this fourth quarter crumble, there's got to be somebody that, that steps up as a leader. There's got to be somebody that steps up and gets guys in place and somebody on your team that has a little crazy that you fear, right? Because you fear what they're going to say in that locker room after. And almost like, you know, just a, just a big personality, a high character person that guys look to, excuse me, and can hold guys accountable when things are in disarray. And I thought that, you know, that element was missing tonight. Um, and, and, and you, you, you need that, right? So, you know, this again, and you never want to put it on anybody or point fingers at anybody and with the way they played offensively, right? This has got to be one of the ones where your leaders go in this locker room and just say, like, this is this is this one's unacceptable. You look at the last two, you know, you lose to a Milwaukee a Milwaukee team without Giannis. You you lose to this team that doesn't have Rudy Gobert, that doesn't have um Carl Towns. And again, that happened against the Knicks without RG as well, right? These are these are wins that Especially coming down this stretch, as you know, Chicago you know, played Detroit and Paris. They're they're creating a gap for themselves and, and starting to win some games. You got to understand what's at stake right now. Everybody's got to understand what's at stake. Everybody's got to look in that locker room and say, "This is this is what we have right now, right?" And all the rumors and all the talk about trade deadline are great. They're cute, you know. But this is this is who we have right now, right? And there's there's no guarantee there's going to be any changes in that locker room, and that's fine as well. Right, so you've got to play for right now. You got to play, live this moment, and just continue to push. And somebody's got to step up and say, "This is this is nonsense." It felt to me in the second half of that fourth quarter, it, it, it almost reminded me of those NFL games, those football games where a team is up by a couple of scores early in the fourth quarter, and and they're just running out the clock or trying to run out the clock, but like. There's still time left, right? And, like, the Raptors were playing not to lose as opposed to playing to win. Like, they're watching the clock. And some of those possessions, like the the shot clock is, is at the back end and you're not getting good looks. To me, that that's not, that's not a way to win a game like this, especially against it. We've talked at length about the type of opponent that they were up against today, tired, banged up. To me, like that that's where you have to really take advantage towards the end of a game like that where you've got the rested legs. And and to Javon's point, like that that's sort of where I think this team is at from a headspace standpoint right now, is is playing not to lose, playing with fear. And I think that's the difference between this Raptors team and the one we've seen in years past. You just don't get that that sense of confidence from them right now. And, I mean, it happens for all the reasons that we talked about. The losses are piling up, and, and the way that the Raptors are losing some of these games, combined with all the trade deadline talk and rumors and speculation and all that, like, you, you could just see it in their body language right now as they're walking off the court. Okay, I, I want to throw something out. I, I'd like a reaction to this, and, and I'm going to quote Josh, and if I mangle that, Josh, step in. You were on Cause's uh, gameplay the other day, and you were talking about um, the difference in the Raptors and, and what other opposing players say. Um, and, and I don't know what the the word is, but but I think you're, you're talking about in-game cohesion with the five guys on the floor not being the same, and, and it's noticeable 
to other teams. So I'm going to say they're not as hard to play against as they were. They have voids at times, and tonight it was at the very end, that cost them. And, and it's not to blame any one individual, but there just seems to be something missing here, doesn't there? Yeah, I, I think I think there's obviously going to be a disconnect when, you, when you're losing games because naturally every one of those players think, thinks they can do more. Every one of those players think they can help a team win. When you're winning – Everybody's okay, and even if they have a problem or if they, if they have something to say, they understand, oh, the team is winning. I can't, be, I can't you know, want and, and talk about more minutes because it'll, be, it'll come across as selfish, right? But when you're losing, it gives everybody a bit more voice to say, I deserve more. You know, I should get this shot. I should be the one with the ball in my hands a bit more, right? So there's always going to be that frustration, and in time, sometimes you see it in body language, right? And I think that, to your point there, is where that, that cohesion or lack thereof um, just exudes itself. I got to agree with uh, with Josh there, and when what he said about you know them, you know them not being uh, as difficult to play against. Uh, what I will say though is that when you're losing like this, or in games like this, and you're playing well, that's tough because you may look at it. Well, I'm doing everything I can, and and don't forget these guys are all human, right? So they all have egos. You know, what I mean, as we all know. And it could be difficult because then you could start pointing fingers, even if you do it in silence, even if you do it in your head. I think there's there's the the biggest factor with any team is the trust. And once the trust kind of goes, then everything kind of goes. And I feel like what I'm seeing a little bit more so than anything else is just the confidence in each other could fluster. I think when they win, it's great. But when games like this we can kind of see maybe that the trust isn't there. Maybe other guys feel like, you know, they, you know, they could be doing more. And this is just me speculating, of course, but it, 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 could, it could be taken that way. And that's, that's kind of what I see. I really hope I'm wrong in terms of them being a unit. I think they are. But I do feel as though any human being, when you're losing basketball games, you're going you're gonna to try and find a solution. And sometimes if you're playing well, you may start looking at other people and not yourself. So I really hope that's not the case, but that is, you know, that that is our nature on any team. Yeah, no, and I think that's bang on. And as as Jim was saying, speaking to some opposing players over the last few weeks, that's the sense that I'm getting is that other players are looking at the Raptors and just thinking, okay, well, something's off. And that's the same sense that we get from watching them, right? And it's tough at times to put your finger on what it is. And in a lot of cases, it's probably multiple things on both ends of the floor. Just something seems off about them. And going back to a point that I've made a few times, too, is like you hear these rumblings or rumors that, okay, well, maybe guys aren't aren't getting along off the court or they don't like each other or whatever. And like, I don't think that matters so much as, as the on-court product, the chemistry and the connection. And sometimes those things go hand in hand. Like I think in some cases where a team really gets along and they really like each other, like sometimes that translates on the court, but not always. There are plenty of teams that don't like each other or that have things going on behind the scenes, rifts and whatnot. It's a long season. These things happen. But if that connection and chemistry is there on the court, that makes up for a lot of it but and I think the fact that it's showing more on defense than anywhere else right now the fact that they don't seem to be tied in and connected in the same way that a very similar roster like virtually the same roster was in the second half of last year when they were literally the second best defensive team in the NBA over the last few months 
we're just not seeing that same type of connectivity right now. And it really is tough to pinpoint why that is or where that's coming from or how to fix it. So I feel for Nick Nurse. I feel for the front office. I feel for a lot of these guys as much as they've brought a lot of this on, on, on themselves. It, 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 it's got to be frustrating because there isn't an easy fix right now. And that's why they're losing some of these games the way that they're losing them. Minnesota wins at 128-126 over the Raptors. Javon, thanks for hanging around. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Okay, we'll come back and hear from Nick Nurse and uh, go over some stuff here as the, the Raptors lose a tight one. This is Raptors Game Night, Tangerine Raptors Basketball on TSN 1050. Raptors Game Night, 128-126. The T-Wolves win over the Raptors tonight in a heartbreaker, to say the very least. Jim Taddy, Warren Ward, and Josh Lewenberg with you. Some numbers here. Final 749 of the fourth quarter. T-Wolves go on an 18-4 run. run. The Raptors, 2 of 14, 14.3% from the field at that point. And there was a span of 130 in that fourth quarter with a game tied at 124 where nobody on either team could score. It was that kind of night. Nick Nurse and what he saw from his Raptors team tonight. Well, I think a um, couple things. We'd done a really good job on on pressing up on some of the some of the shooters until until the fourth. Um, uh, Russell obviously got him going, shook free a little bit. Um, got got hurt on a couple back cuts as well uh, in the paint. So. Um, you know, few few miscues there on defense, and then I don't know. We just didn't um, probably get enough quality looks at the offensive end either, and it was it was too bad on some of them because we made the right plays and then didn't take the shot. Like we got the ball deep in the paint, maybe to the dots a couple times and tried to make an interior pass that got knocked away. Um, and then obviously we had you know three three really good looks down the stretch and didn't make any of them. You just got to make you got to make one of those probably, and and you're you're in good shape. The, the defensive issues. Is it the details? Is it like like not finishing plays or not starting plays? Right well, again, there was a lot of lot of uh, good stuff defensively. We had a, a ton of deflections again. Not not a ton of recoveries, but getting our hands on on a lot of things. Um, details of 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 certain guys that were trying to, you know, make play inside the three-point line didn't didn't get done there for a little bit. A uh, couple of miscommunications on some slips slip screens down the lane, um, but then again, fix that again as as the last kind of two minutes unfolded, um, you know, and then they scored the they scored the winning buckets on a free rip through and a 30-foot foul on a rip through was a pretty tough way for that game to be decided. Well, the you know he he obviously got going right, but it's I don't think it's ever too late to to you know you just gotta you just gotta really really get out to him and press up and make him bounce it right. No, don't don't or make him almost almost drive it inside the line and make make something else happen, especially after he's hit maybe a couple right. That is Nick Nurse post game. Uh, Warren, what caught your ear there? Uh, Thirty foot foul. <laughs> I think uh, Nick Nurse is very calm and relaxed about this loss, and um, you know he talked about what the team did well instead of harping on the actual breakdown itself. Um, you know he's not calling anybody out, which I like. I think he's 
not looking for excuses, but um, just pointing out the positives. And he's right because they did do a pretty good job for the first three quarters. Now, that 30-foot foul, he is absolutely right about that as well. I think um, tough way to go ahead. And that's, you know, that to me was the deciding moment in the game. As soon as the ref called that foul, you know, and Russell went to the line for two, um, you know, it, it kind of took the momentum out of things. And that's, that's a, you know, that's a tough way to go because they didn't call the foul on Scotty. Scotty's hand got slapped. I don't know how you don't give a foul there. That doesn't like it's, it, it wasn't the ball. He got slapped on his hand. So, um, I think Nick Nurse is, is, you know, doing the right thing. Maybe not, maybe totally accepting responsibility for the L, but he is, um, you know, not pointing any fingers at anybody and, um, you know, breaking down, you know, the last play, the two points that kind of cost them the game. Well, you you got to pick your spots a little bit if you're the head coach, yeah. right? He always says he has a certain amount of bullets that he can use every year. He's used quite a few of them this year already, I would imagine. And we've seen him after some recent losses, right? I mean, there was that stretch not long ago, a few weeks ago. Um, after that, that loss to Memphis where he comes out, publicly calls out the team's lack of effort. And, like, to me, this wasn't an effort thing necessarily. No. Like, I, I do think that there's something going on at the defensive end. We talked about connectivity earlier, but I don't think that it's an effort thing. But, yeah, I mean, you can't, if you're Nick Nurse, you can't be coming out after every game and, and calling guys out and, and being negative and all of that. But at the same time, like, I'm, I'm sure that the message after the game, in addition to obviously talking about what went wrong at the end of the game, and, yeah, if, if OG knocks down this shot or if OG knocks down that shot, if they make this play, if they make that play, if this foul is a little bit – there's always things that you can point to, but I, I'm sure the lesson here is – they shouldn't have put themselves in that position, right? Exactly. Like if you defend, yeah. and it doesn't even have to be a 48-minute defensive effort, but if you defend hard for even a quarter or two tonight, like it was pretty consistent in terms of even as the Raptors were up at one point by 18, you never got the sense that, okay, this is, this is a statement defensively that they're making, that this is a strong defensive stance against a struggling, tired, banged-up team. That was never really the case and that's why, going back to what we were saying earlier, where Raptors aren't as annoying as they used to be to play against. They're not as hard as they are to play against. You almost wonder if teams sense that. Like, if they smell that blood in the water. And, like, maybe a year ago against the Raptors from last season, a team like Minnesota in this situation, they they approached the fourth quarter a little bit differently, fearing this Raptors team. But I'm not sure that anyone's fearing the team right now just based on the defense, right? So you've got teams that believe, that are empowered and believe that they can come back in situations like this because they've seen it happen before. And, and the Raptors are sort of on the other end of that that spectrum where it's like, okay, well... They've seen a lot of things go wrong, and that's what I was saying earlier, where if you're looking at the clock and just kind of hoping that, all right, like we just need time to go by here and the buzzer to sound, that's not a good way to win games in this league. I almost say, like, you don't want to be taking quick shots. You don't want to be taking shots five six, seven seconds into the clock, but you want to be playing your game. You don't want to be thinking with seven or eight minutes left, we have to use up the entire shot clock here. And that was sort of the mode that the Raptors were in, and they weren't getting good looks. Guys, take the rest of the night off. The Raptors lose 128-126. <laughs> this is Raptors game night on TSN 1050.